Hey everyone, I'm Pam Majumdar and you're listening to Better Late, the podcast about adult gymnastics. I'm so excited to share today's episode with someone who needs no introduction, Chelsea Memel. I talked with Chelsea about her transition from gymnastics after the 2008 Olympics, her current training and conditioning schedule, and what she thinks of adult gymnastics as a movement, and much more. Also, if you haven't heard, Chelsea is judging the Just Flip Meet, which Better Late is hosting with my gym judge this June. Spots are filling up, so please sign up if you're at all interested. Also, Better Late is now on YouTube, so if you prefer video to audio, you can watch this episode and all future episodes there. Let's get to it. Growing up, I started right away. Both my parents were gymnasts. They worked in a club and then eventually opened up their own. So I was just in the gym all the time. Um, And I loved it. (laughs) I, well, I guess, I mean, I kind of realized then there, my parents had saw some potential in me um, and wanted to give me the best shot and didn't at that time want to be try to be my coaches or have me in the gym. Like, and they didn't want me to feel that type of pressure. So they found a club that had an elite program already established. Um, and I'm lucky again, that it was only 15 minutes away. So I, so when I was seven, they moved me to Salto, um, who, like I said, were already training to elites. And I mean, I was angry at them, of course, like right away, like, you don't, you don't want me here. (laughs) Um, but it, it was good. Everybody was super welcoming. My coaches were great. Um, but that's when it, the first sign of like, okay, you could be good at gymnastics. Um, and then I turned elite, uh, the year I was 11 turning 12. Um, cause my birthday's in the summer. So I started, you know, cause the elite season starts a little bit, it's way obviously different than level 10 and stuff, but, so yeah, that first year I made it to, and I did a little bit backwards because there was the classics and then I actually got assigned my first international competition in Puerto Rico. So we went down, um, there was three of us competing and I did that before I went to my first championship. So that was kind of crazy. That was in 2000. Um, so that was my first year as elite. And then, um, you know, I was elite. I wasn't on the national team every single year up into my retirement, but, um, I had officially retired from elite gymnastics in 2012. When you were growing up, did you ever have an inkling of, I'm going to stop gymnastics by this age. I'm curious about like, I mean, obviously I remember like the narrative back then, but you know, you were actually in the thick of competing and I'm curious like what the narrative was like, did you see older gymnasts, um, like staying on, or was it more of like, Oh, everybody, you know, you peak at 16. So, you know, you got, you got your shot and that's it. I guess there wasn't really an age, but there's always kind of that thought of it's around the college age. Like when you would be finished with college, that is when you pretty much need to be done with gymnastics. Cause even like, again, at that time, I didn't know there was any chance or opportunity to, to keep doing it. So it's just pretty much, and, you know, obviously we know gymnastics is hard. It is hard on your bodies. It is hard. Um, and it does, it takes time to train, but, um, you know, as I'm getting older, it's, it's differently. There's, there's just different ways of going about it than when you're younger. Um, but yeah, it was just kind of like, 
I guess that was in my mind, pretty much college age is when you, you need to be done. Yeah. Yeah. So I, th- I think you, you have talked a little bit about during the pandemic, you found yourself like with more just time and you were in the gym and you started playing around, but when do you think you kind of knew, like, was like, I guess a moment or a series of moments, like, oh, I actually want to do this regularly and actually call it a comeback. It, it just, it happened in stages and it never was like, just like, oh, okay. I'm like, I'm going to do this. It, it just kind of, all of it kind of <laughs> snuck up on me almost, <laughs> um, but it's just, it started out as a fitness journey. I just, I just wanted to get in shape again and, and just start conditioning and doing more that way. Um, and, you know, started working out and conditioning with the group of girls that I coach. And then it kind of turned into the Chelsea challenges and, you know, we were only doing those once a week, but then I found myself wanting to do more in between. So I would get stronger to do better. Um, And so that part of it was really cool to just start seeing that like drive come back. Mm -hmm. Um, And I, and I wondered, you know, should I find a gym? So many people have told me to try CrossFit and I never really have. And I don't even know if that would ever be my thing, but I'm like, that's taking more time, find a gym. And every time I walk into a regular workout gym, I'm like, all right, (laughs) what the heck do I do? Cause I don't know. I don't know how to do any of this. Like, I'm sure I could figure it out, but it's like, it was me going back to, it's not always, I don't always step out of my comfort zone, but I love gymnastics. I love gymnastics conditioning and I know how to do it. And I'm already in a gym. Yeah. Why should I try to make time, take more time away from my kids to Mm -hmm. go get in shape? Like, I know that's hard, but I'm, I'm at least lucky enough to be at a place where I know I can do it. And I already know how, like, I don't have to figure it out. Um, I just have to get stronger. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So I started doing that and, you know, I just slowly started to get better. My body started to change. I started to get stronger. Um, and that was, that was like a solid year of doing that. Like I, and some people, you know, started seeing that from the beginning, but I didn't do gymnastics like right away. I was like really enjoying that fitness part of the journey. And then I was like, Then I started flipping again a little bit more and just for fun when I was doing that, just trying fun combinations or doing some few skills here and there on the floor, the laser beam. I was doing that once or twice a week, maybe for like an hour. Um, And then you mentioned like the pandemic and the shutdown. I was working out more than ever, just like fitness wise, because I was I ran our Zoom um, workouts for by myself for like six or seven weeks. Um, so I was doing that every single day. And then on top of that, I was like, well, I was just felt like it's a gymnastics facility. Nobody else is in here. It needs gymnastics. <laughs> I might just try. And then for me too, that was like, everything felt so like out of my control and my emotions were kind of all over the place. Cause it's just like, you didn't know it was going to happen. Like I had literally just gone from went to an international meet to judge and came home and everything shut down. I was like, and everybody, everybody was like, what is happening? Mm -hmm. So for me, it was like my escape into control. Like 
I can control my gymnastics and this, this is the only thing that I can control. Like right now it like helped me keep my sanity. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense for sure. I think the pandemic really the first, I remember the first month or so, or first few months, like I didn't leave my house. I was like, is the world going to end? I have no idea. Like you had to, you know, lots of stress is high and you have to kind of do what you can and what you know. Um, yeah. yeah. And you were, yeah. And like you said, you already had that gym and I, it was yeah. waiting for somebody to do gymnastics. <laughs> yeah. I was incredibly lucky, but like, yeah, we were going into deep clean. You don't know how much is in a gym until you have to like totally thoroughly clean it all. Like that was ridiculous. Um, but yeah, so then I just, I started doing more and I, was trying to be smart about it too, like putting a cap on how many numbers I would try. Cause like, I haven't done some of this stuff in 10 years. I know I'm going to get sore if I do too many. So it started out putting a cap on like three, only trying three, you know, even if they weren't the greatest or I have a misstep, like just trying to like be smart about the numbers that way. So I could walk and function the next day, but starting with three and only three days a week, um, And having that off day in between, which was, I think, super essential to helping me like make progress and feel good and have those like recovery days. So it was just a whole different kind of training. Um, And, you know, my parents, they, they were there, but nobody was like really with me. It was just, I was just doing it. If I really needed like guidance, I would ask. But, you know, at that time, my dad was, they were still super busy, like with doing things in the gym. Um. But once we started opening up more, I was doing it more, starting to do harder skills. It it just kind of kept going. And, you know, my my family, my mom, my dad, my sisters, my husband, everybody was like super supportive. Was like, like, why not? Like, we're we're all in. If you want to do this, let's do it. And it took me the longest to convince because I, I know how hard it is. I'm not like naive and thinking like, oh, yeah, I can just show up. I can do this like. I I know that's not how it is. Mm -hmm. Um, But then it finally was just like, why not? Just why why not see how far I can take this? I really, I have nothing to lose. I'm Mm -hmm. I'm having fun. I'm enjoying this so much. And there really hasn't been a day. There's been days, sure, that's been hard. I've been sore. But there's not been a day where I'm like, I don't want to go. Mm -hmm. And that is insane because now I've been, it's been almost, it has been a year since I at least started playing around But to to be able to say that there's not been a day where I was like, I really just don't want to do it today. That's pretty crazy. Um, So I feel like, again, like mentally, I'm just in a much different spot. I'm glad you brought that up because my, I did want to ask about the mental aspect because I think something that has only come to the forefront of conversation in the last few years is kind of the identity struggle that a lot of elite athletes deal with once they leave a sport because they've done it their whole lives. They made it to the Olympics, which is the quote unquote perceived like pinnacle of Mm -hmm. accomplishment. And then they leave the sport and, you know, just their whole framework is of how they see themselves because they put so much into training, mm-hmm. it's gone. And 
you are, you have been a judge. So you did stay involved in the sport and your parents have a gym. I'm, I'm curious, like, did you struggle with that identity shift when you left elite gymnastics and was that, and it sounds like you were well aware of the, the, the physical challenge that you would be kind of starting when you started doing gymnastics again, but was it challenging mentally to think of yourself like, Oh, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a gymnast again. It well, again, no, after it was, it was awful after 2008 was, that was one of the lowest points, um, mm-hmm. coming back, like from the Olympics and then from tour, like it was awful. I felt so incredibly lost and I had no idea what to do, like with myself, my time. I mean, I'm thankful for my family in the gym to, you know, to be able to coach and do things like that. But it was very rough months after the Olympics and trying to decide, like, do I do gymnastics again? Because I don't know what else to do. And that was like one of the first meets back where I tried to come back in like um, 2009 or 10. And it was just like, I look back and I was like, I know I, my heart wasn't in it. I was doing it because I didn't think I could do anything else. Um, it was much better in 2012. Um, cause I had an idea and I, I knew like I could be okay without gymnastics, but then it is weird now to like, sometimes I still don't even say I'm a gymnast. I'm like, Oh, I guess I'm doing it again. Like you literally go into the gym just to train. So you, <laughs> you can call yourself a gymnast and also be a mom. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Or you don't even, or if you don't want to, you don't have to call yourself a gymnast. You can just think of it as doing gymnastics. <laughs> I, I am. I'm doing gymnastics. I'm just, I'm doing something I love and I feel so lucky that I, I can do it. My body is allowing me to do it and I'm just enjoying it. Like, so for me, that's been just finding that joy and having something that is just for me is, is really special. And it's something that I feel as adults across the board, sometimes we forget, we forget to take care of ourselves. We forget to do things that we enjoy or we don't do it enough. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's hard. It is hard when you're working and you're making a living and you've got so many different things. And if you've got a family and this and that, there's so many responsibilities and it's really easy to lose sight of, you know, things that might you enjoy or might make you happy or, and it's really easy to, to say you don't have time to do them. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I get that. And me, when I, and when I like look back when I was a teenager, just doing gymnastics, like why was my house ever not clean? Or why was there ever dishes not done? Like, what the heck was I doing? I'm like, like right now, this time management thing, I'm like, it's, it's so crazy when you, prioritize things differently. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and you didn't really have to prioritize it as a, as a kid necessarily, because that was what you, you did you went to school and I'm guessing like you're, I mean, you're, you're at your parents' gym for a while. So you, but if you weren't like most gymnasts growing up, they, their parents take them to, or a guardian takes them to and from the gym. And you don't really like think about like, things to prioritize until you are an adult. And and like you said, um, learn to do things for yourself. And for me, a recent struggle has been, even when I do things for myself, I have to really try 
weird way of phrasing it, but how do I find things to do where I'm not focused on the outcome? Because you could be doing something for fun, but in our culture, in this country, there's always like an end goal. Like, oh, but are you getting better at it? And I wonder if you, if you obviously are, you're, you're making a comeback and you want to improve on your skills. Yeah. But have you found a way to be able to pursue gymnastics now and do it without letting stress of improvement get to you and just letting it happen? If that makes sense. I, yeah, I get what you're saying. I, yes and no. I mean, cause there's just, there's that competitiveness in me that, it, and that is really, really hard to turn off, but there's also the realist in me now. And and I'm not saying it has to be turned off because I, said, I think some people can have that and not stress yeah. about it, but I'm yeah. not able to do that. <laughs> right. So, and that's like, so that's where it is for me too. Like I, I know that I know I want to get better and I know I want to improve just because that's just, I, you know, I want to do it, but there's also that part of me who knows like, it's okay. Like if I didn't hit those beam routines today, that's okay. And that it's much easier for me to take now than it was before, or I can go home and be like, Oh, well, it, it was my day. Yes. I'm going to be upset about it, but I'm not going to dwell on it and make it affect my attitude the rest of the day, make it affect how I am around my kids. It was just a bad day in the gym and that's okay. So I'm able to like process it and let it roll off me a lot easier now. Um, because it's, it's not my main priority. If I had to be done today, that would really suck, but I would be okay with it. And I would feel like everything that I've done has been a huge success. Um, and I would never look back and just be like, like, I wish I could have done more of this or that. I would just like be nothing but happy with everything that I was able to do and learn. I, learn new skills. Like that is so cool. When some people think like, you can't like the one, well, we're not going to compete you if you're older than 10 years older, you're probably not going to learn that again. Well, you know, I, I never thought I could ever do a double, double. I mean, no, I've not done it on the hard floor, but the biggest thing for me is not getting lost while even trying it into the pit. So like, that is a freaking huge success. Like for me personally, cause I'm like, and you know, trying, a two and a half on vault. I, I was never, vault was not my thing. And to be able to just even get back to try something like that again, that's like, I did good. (laughs) And it's really hard. Like, I don't, that's really hard for me to say, like, I'm growing like more that way, but to like, be able to step back and be like, you're doing some pretty cool things and you should be proud of it. Um, and not feel bad about it. I do want to ask you about your current training schedule. Like, uh, for example, like how many days per week, hours per day, and like maybe skills versus routines are you doing right now? And how does that compare? If you remember, um, like how you trained as an elite, like prior, like, I guess, leading up to 2008. Um, it's a lot different. (laughs) It's, it's much different. Um, I am still, the majority 
uh, Monday, Wednesday, Friday are days that I do gymnastics. I have slowly started adding more on Tuesday, Thursday, and my body has done okay with that just because I know I need to start getting more numbers in. Um, but mainly still been keeping the cap at about five numbers of each of the things, um, you know, that I've been doing and that's really been working. If I would, you know, have gotten to a plateau or not been able to improve, not been able to continue to do more, feel like I was making forward steps, I would have changed it up. But this, I feel like has allowed me to make like slow and steady progress. Um, while keeping, you know, having those easier days in the middle, uh, but okay, easier gymnastic days, but those days I go hard at conditioning, um, but they help me recover to feel good for gym, gym the next day. So Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays, it's, it depends. And I, I, again, I'm lucky. I don't have to be like, okay, well, I have to get here by this time, get out at this time. I, Monday, I drop off my son at school, drop my daughter off by my mom and hit the gym. Generally I start around nine o'clock. Cause that's just when I can get there. <laughs> um, 1230, one o'clock sometimes. So it's like three and a half to four hours with the first 45 minutes to an hour being stretching and conditioning. Um, and then Tuesday, Thursdays are Tuesdays longer because I have my adult fitness and gymnastics class and I work out with them for um, an hour and 15 minutes. And then I have a 15 minute break and warm up with our team girls. So then I do the, well, it, it, de it depends too. Cause then I sometimes break out and do my other conditioning while I have that break and while they're stretching, cause I've already stretched and then I condition with them, do another round of conditioning. And then I do more <laughs> after they start their events. So Tuesday is, I don't know, at least three hours of conditioning. Um, and Thursday is about two. It sounds like you really like conditioning. I'm <laughs> no, I'm like, I wish I liked conditioning. I don't, but you know what I do? It's grown on me a lot. I used to never like, I used to tolerate it and do it because I had to do it. And I never really, I knew it benefited gymnastics, but I never appreciated it as much as I do now. Like mm -hmm. I know I'm able to do what I can do because of how I condition. Um, and so I just appreciate those movements more. I generally don't half-ass it sometimes like I used to before. Like I am fully focused on the movements. Like I'm concentrating on the conditioning just as hard as I would in on, a, on an Arabian on the beam. Mm -hmm. And I know that I didn't do that before. And I know a lot of people don't do that now, but for me, like I said, just fully knowing how much it helps makes all of the difference in the world. So I might not do as many reps of some of the conditioning as I did before, but what I'm doing is truly like quality. Mm -hmm. And I think that's like the biggest difference. And that's one of the conversations I have with my girls a lot on the team is it's not fun always, you know, conditioning is mundane and it's, it's, it's not the fun stuff. It's not the double backs. It's not this or that, but doing this is going to make that better. Mm -hmm. Or if you're struggling with this, or if you're struggling with straightening your legs, when we're doing log rolls, 
you're probably not going to straighten them on a back handspring. Right. <laughs> so it's just getting like that, trying to, to help them make the connection and maybe not take as long as I did until I was, you know, 32. <laughs> um, but I do, I, I enjoy it and I enjoy how it makes me feel because it makes me feel strong and I am strong. Um, and that's the other cool part of it is like, I'm stronger now than I was then, which is crazy. How much time would you say you spent somebody asked on like prehab mobility and stretching? Um, and is that kind of rolled into your conditioning days also? It is. So I always do like, I have like a core conditioning and stretching that I do every single day. Um, and it's, it's pretty much the national team warm up, but I, st- I roll on the foam roller first. Um, I always do that to get warm. I jog. I do the national team warm up, warm up uh, a little bit modified for things, just adding a little bit more. But and I take my time with that. I don't rush through it. Like you can get through that warm up in under eight minutes, and it does not take me eight minutes. <laughs> I make sure I am completely warmed up and stretched. I you know do stuff bands for my ankle. I do bands with my hamstring. I do bands for my shoulders. Um, so those are the, those three groups that I hit like right away. And none of that is super strengthening. It's firing those muscles to make sure like, okay, it's time to work you guys. <laughs> um, so, and then I do like a core conditioning that I do every single day, but those, that's always how I start my day, no matter if it's gymnastics or just conditioning. And even if I'm at home, sometimes if I'm adding in a day or doing a little extra conditioning, I still do it maybe a little more shortened version because I'm not going to do a ton of like heavy jumping stuff here, but I still stretch and do that, those light exercises here first. Um, I, I have a spin bike at home. I don't go hard on it, but it's sometimes it's just nice just to get that movement. Um, I swim. And all of that is like, it's just helps. Yeah. Helps my body. <laughs> yeah. Do you like on other days on off days, do you, do you have any routines or go to like chiropractic or acupuncture or massage that kind of helps your body like just stay uh, or get back to normal? If it, sorry, that was not the right way to phrase that. No, you, I, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, I've done massage. I need to actually get more on of a schedule, but yes, I've done massages. I did acupuncture like for a little while after my ankle. I haven't gone back much since Mm -hmm. it's again, it's hard. It's finding that time to do go extra or this or that. And I not selfish at all. I just want to be with my kids as much as I can. Um, but taking, you know, that extra time or an hour that it's going to take for an appointment. Um, but massages, I've um, done those, but it's, what else do I have here? I have the massage gun here at my house. My husband got us one for Christmas two mm-hmm. Christmases ago. Time is weird right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, what about like flexibility? Like I think a lot of adults struggle to maintain or increase the flexibility. I think, I think there's some like anomalies. Some people get more flexible, but I'm curious like what your experience has been, um, in making this in like returning to the gym. And, um, it sounds like you're doing a great job of like adequate warm up and conditioning. So, um, 
yeah. What is flexibility? Like, how is that for you? It, I, I guess I feel lucky with that. Cause I started, well, when I had, well, when I was pregnant with my son, I didn't do a lot while I was with him. And, and then I started to do some more. And then when I got pregnant with my daughter, I did try to be much more active with that. And I was stretching too, while I was still pregnant, which was big. Um, but I, there really wasn't a time that I like lost at least my flat splits on the ground. I did work more, um, getting, I had some oversplit, but I worked it more to get it a little bit bigger. Um, so I didn't, I, I, again, I always feel bad saying this, but I didn't have to work too hard to get that back. Um, some more of the end range. Yes. Um, but it really is like, I feel, and it's, again, it's for me, it might not work for somebody else, but like the rolling out and doing the proper stretching. Cause like I stretched when I was starting to get back in shape with just the conditioning, I was doing that stretching almost every single day and taking off Saturday and Sunday. Cause I didn't, I wasn't doing everything every single day, but I was still stretching every time I was in the gym. So really for that, it's like being consistent. Um, and yeah, and making sure your body is like properly warmed up. And I've, I feel it's for me, I feel cool because like my legs are, I have more muscles in my legs, but I don't feel like it's hurt my flexibility at all. Um, and my jumps actually feel better, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, that is, that is cool that you didn't, that you kind of maintained it and, um, like you said, doing it every single day, I think consistency is a challenge, but you know, that's what, that's what you have to make sure to do. And it just Mm -hmm. comes down to like discipline. Um, somebody, a listener said that I feel her Chelsea's vault block is the best it has ever been. How much has judging and coaching helped you in your technique on skills? Um, I'm not sure like how long you've been judging, whether you were already judging, um, like as an elite, but you know, do you, how do you think that that's affected your ability to do skills now? I I definitely think it helped. Um, so I started judging in 2013, um, right after I retired and been coaching just as long. Um, I, I think it's helped because sometimes too, with coaching, you have to obviously take a step back and think about breaking down the skills a little bit more than you had, like when you were just doing them. Um, so just trying to, you know, like learn the ins and outs of it more and be able to break it down more and just have a better idea mechanically of it, um, helps. And and vault, like I said, it just, it feels a little bit different this, this time around. And I think a lot of it is my strength because my run feels stronger. And like I said, I'm, I just am stronger. Um, and I think that's helped a lot and I'm trying to be more patient with it. Cause that was, that was always a big thing for me, especially with like twisting. Cause that's, um, you know, one of the things for me was I start, I start to twist early and miss that block. So it's really working on just the patience of it and trusting that I can block and will still be able to get the twist around. <laughs> but, um, but I do, I do think 
watching it differently as a judge and being able to break it down a little bit more as a coach has definitely aided that mindset. I want to ask you now about uh, a little bit about like your, not to put too much pressure, but like your role, like kind of like as somebody that people in the adult gymnastics community, like look up to a lot. I mean, what was the general reception to your comeback? And did you realize like how much of a role model and advocate you would become for adult gymnasts? Not even a little bit. (laughs) No. Um, It's, it's crazy. It's a little bit like scary and like for like that part of it too. Cause I, I, I don't know. I love what I'm doing and I feel like more people should be able to do something that they love. And I know how many hurdles there are, especially for adult gymnasts. I know it's really hard to get gym time. I know it's hard on some owners who want to be able to offer it and their insurance companies are just a-holes about it because they don't want to allow adults to do gymnastics. Um, And that part to me is so unfortunate. And that's like still something where I'm like, trying to figure out like, how, how can you even, how do you get through to some of these companies? It was just like, like, what is the big deal? Like, Mm -hmm. or, or, you know, figure out a way that it's can be possible. And, and I know, I know it's hard. Like I'm literally in the gym with my mom. And the only thing right now that we can offer is the classes in the afternoon. And I know that's not ideal. Um, but down the road, I want to figure out a more of a solution, but it's, and it, there's, the gym is full and it's hard. (laughs) Um, But some of the, you know, women who are in my class are like, well, I like this. The gym is open, you know, where I don't feel like, you know, nobody is watching us do do any of this. Um, So there's like pros and cons to any of it. Um, the response that I got was overwhelmingly positive and that it still like blows my mind. I mean, I know there's people who don't like it or think I'm doing it for the spotlight or whatever. I'm like, whatever. (laughs) I wouldn't put my body through something like this if I didn't thoroughly enjoy what I'm doing. And I hope that comes across in my videos because I'm like, I, you, I, I don't know. You can't force someone to do something like this at this level, it's, it's really hard if it's not coming from them and their drive. Um, but no, the response has been amazing and overwhelming at times. And I, you know, just getting messages, you know, just saying, thank you. Or I started running again or this or that, or I do want to try in a gymnastics class for the first time. Like that's amazing. Um, and then also some of the really disheartening messages though, of some of the girls who have reached out to me like, well, you know, my coach said, probably not going to do it in college. I should think about coaching. And I just like, get so angry. Like, why are you as an adult telling a child that they should stop doing it because they're not going to be able to compete in college or compete in college gymnastics? Like, do you know about any of the other, like NAIGC or those club gymnastics who, who allow everybody to come and that's, again, what I don't like. I, I No, yes, you have to go out into the real world and you're going to have to get a job. But why do you have to give up something that you love because you maybe aren't at the level to compete in college? 
Yeah. Yeah. It's so frustrating. And I didn't really know how bad it was until I started this, <laughs> this again. Um, and I, and I keep looking to all of these other sports and I'm like, what is it about gymnastics? Cause I know, you know, we have this in, in our head that we're working very hard to just like break it down that you have to be a tiny little teenager to be good at gymnastics. Yes, they are great at gymnastics, but that doesn't mean other people can't be great at gymnastics or other people can't even enjoy gymnastics. Like you don't have to have a goal of going to the Olympics or going to college or doing this. You can have a goal of wanting to learn a skill. Mm -hmm. You might just want to learn how to do a backflip. That's freaking awesome. Like, why should you tell someone that if you're, you're too old or you don't maybe have the gymnast body that you can't learn it? Will it be hard? Yes. But can you? Probably. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It is strange that a lot of these other sports, you you know, they're all these like adult soccer leagues or cricket or tennis. And you don't tell like high schoolers like, oh, well, if you didn't get a college scholarship to play soccer, then you should just stop soccer now. No, you don't. And that's like, we said, we just, I just, I'm thinking of, I think of like all of the other sports where it's like, none of it is a big deal. Nobody says anything or bats an eye that you're going to go play a round of golf, even though you were never great at it. Like who cares? Or all, yeah. All of the bar leagues that are all of those things that are baseball or this or that, or there's like football and it's just like, and all the basketball. And I'm like, why do we make a big deal out of gymnastics? And it's, it's trying to like change that. Cause it is, it's, it's like for me adding in like the fitness and doing gymnastics conditioning is huge and it's good for you. And it can be really strong. Like mm-hmm. I said, I've add a little bit of weight now, but I don't like actually go into a weightlifting gym and lift weights, but yeah, I feel super like I, I don't feel I am super strong. Um, so so again, why are we telling people that they can't do something that's good for them? Yeah. Um, I want to ask if, I mean, you obviously have competed under like USA gymnastics rules and have had a relationship with them. And I don't really want to get into like USAG and like their role, like the actions they have or have not taken. Cause I don't, that's not really like my podcast or expertise. There are a lot of people talking about that. So, but I do want to ask you if in terms of um, building something in the future, like making adult gymnastics bigger, do you think that that's something that USAG should do more to support? Because there are a lot of uh, countries like, uh, like in the UK, for example, I mean, they are like, and Australia, I believe they're very, like their governing bodies are very strong advocates for adult gymnastics. They promote it on their website and USAG doesn't do that. Do you think that USAG should do that? Or do you think it's adult gymnasts should just break out on their own and try to forge it themselves? Like, and it's not really a question of like, do you think USAG like would do a good job? I'm just trying to kind of like figure out like what would, what would make the most sense for mm-hmm. adult gymnastics? Because there would be power in USAG kind of like of saying course. like, yeah. this is, this is a thing. And then people would pay attention. That would almost just like having them legitimize it or something like that. Yes. 
I, I always like, for me, I always see both sides like that would be, it could be great if they did something like that and, and promoted it, you know, to clubs say, Hey, I think this could be a really great idea. It can keep people involved in the sport who, who want to be, you know, you're not going to have people show up who don't want to be there because this is an adult making a choice to spend money on a class. Like if, you know, they try it, they might not like it, but they're not going to just come and show up and come and have a bad attitude and not want to be there. They're, they are like of their, their own mind. They are making the choice to do that because they want to do it. Um, and, you know, and having the governing body support would definitely help, um, you know, and it could make a difference. And they're, they're like with any of the rules, if like Excel is already in place, like, I think that could be a great place, like just to extend even more. Like, I don't, it's not against the rules for adults to be in it, but why not have more of an open invitation, you know, to something like that to speak like, Hey, if JO is a bit much or this or that, this is why the Excel program was created. Why can't it be an avenue for adults who still love the sport and want to compete to be involved in it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's a, it's a interesting question to consider because um, I think right now USA gymnastics, unfortunately, and it may continue for a while, whatever they do is not, they're just, it's, it's, it's going to be tough for them to do anything really. And, and have, it is, and I up, up right now I don't think adult gymnastics is high on the priority list. Um, there, there's lots of there's lots of things that need to <laughs> go yeah. on. Um, but but yeah, I think I think though one of the biggest things we can do is just still talking about it and putting it out there and being like, hey, it's it's okay. Like you you can do it. You can do gymnastics. You can do this. Um, and try to get like support or get the understanding or figure out and be like, Hey, your insurance doesn't want to cover me. I will sign a waiver. Like how are those trampoline parks running? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't like I, that is far more dangerous. Right. Than right. Gym. <laughs> and, and trapeze and all these other things that exist for adults and, um, like roller derby leagues. I did roller derby for like a year and I had to stop because I'm tiny and I just kept like falling and like getting like really like elbowed like, and it's so dangerous. Like that is legitimately like you are putting, you are going to get knocked down and and like on the floor, somebody like lacerated a kidney, like getting hit by that. So it's like, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Thankfully that she was fine, but yeah, I, it's, it's an interesting scenario. And I wonder how much of it is like psychological, like, like what if we like just didn't call it gymnastics, except we set up a gym and called it something else like, Oh, athletic yoga. Like, I wonder if it's just like so many people have like gymnastics associated with years and years of like, just watching like really tiny girls, young girls and in, in leotards on TV. It's very, it maybe very performative and like ballet almost. And I don't know. Yeah. 
I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what it's going to be. I'm, I'm going to keep doing it as long as I enjoy it. And I want to yeah. just keep sharing it to show that you can do it and you can enjoy it. Um, cause there's still a lot of like bias in the sport too. Cause just, you know, talking to other people, you know, other adults who are doing it and they, you know, coaches that they have worked with before and this or that are asking them like, well, why are you doing like, what, why are you doing it? Like, why are you still doing gymnastics? And asking it with like hostility instead of good for you. Like, that's awesome. You're doing it because you love it. Not, no, why are you doing it? Like, that's stupid. Like, no, it's not. Like, it brings me joy. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I I don't know why there still has to be like that bias and hostility towards someone who's doing something that that they like doing. Like, Mm -hmm. she may not compete or this may not happen, but she learned a new skill. So she rocks. Yeah. And I think it may be because people kind of in the general public know how difficult gymnastics is. You see it on TV. It's very difficult. And then I think even now, like we're much far beyond 10 years ago when I was, you know, training and working, I had to leave like work like 10 minutes early. And because I was doing it for myself and not because I had a kid to take care of, I got a lot of like pushback and looks of like, oh, like you know, every time I made like the tiniest mistake at work, it was always blamed on my gymnastics. And I can, I can hundred percent tell you, like, it was not because of that. If I wasn't at my desk, I was like, Oh, were you at the gym? I was like, no, I was at the, in the bathroom, you know, that other, or I was getting lunch. I was like, legitimately like very careful, but it was always like, if you have free time, why on earth are you not doing what I would do with my free time? It's like, you know, people want to judge you and, and, and I don't under, and it's, it's weird. Like, why can't you just say, oh, I wouldn't do that with my free time, but you, you should be able to decide what you want to want to do. So I think there are a lot of hurdles to it. And, but I, I do think it's better than it was 10 years ago where somebody can be seen as a great parent and also have like interests of their own. <laughs> yes. That, well, that's, that's just huge too. It's like, why, yeah. Why can't you do both? And I feel, or, and I just know, and I, I doesn't matter like what I say. I know, I know my kids, I know my family and I know myself. And I know for me that once I started doing that, I, I was just happier in general. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't just because of the gymnastics. It was just because I was doing something that I loved doing and it made me better. And it made me more you know, focus on them when we were home. And it, it just made me more attentive that way. And just made me just, like I said, it's just overall, it was just a positive change for the, the household mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I had something that was mine. And the yeah. cool thing though, for me too, is when they come into the gym, I can also share it with them. And that's not every day. It doesn't even happen every week, but when they do, it makes that that much more special because they can see me doing it. Mm-hmm. And that's really cool. And they see me working for something. And I don't think there is anything wrong with that. Like our goals shouldn't stop. Or like we said, we shouldn't stop having to do something that we love you know, cause you hit a certain age or because you become a parent or because you have this job, those all make it a little bit harder, of course, to find the time to do it. But if you can be happier overall, 
And being able to give more of yourself to some of those things because you take that little bit of time to do something for yourself, I think that's a win-win situation. Yeah, yeah. And I can't imagine how awesome it must be because it's it's a rare thing for a child to be able to like see, oh, my mom went to the Olympics and then she decided to, to do it again. Like, you know, it's like, oh, so the Olympics aren't the end all be all. It's like, it's, you know, she loves doing it and she's still doing it. I think that's really awesome. Um, that your, your kids get to see that, that like you hit, you achieved like, like what everybody aspires to when they start gymnastics and then you're still coming back and wanting to do it. I think if nothing else, it shows, you know, how much gymnastics, like what a great sport it is and that you are enjoying doing it. So I think that's great. I want to ask like a few, so two questions that people had, um, I think as we were talking about like just flip and the competition, somebody asked, you know, Nastia has the Nastia cup with, well, do you think there'll ever be a Chelsea Memo cup in the future? I'm envisioning a situation, but for adult gymnasts of all levels and everybody could wear purple instead of pink. <laughs> it has, it would have to be purple. Not going to lie there. Um, I, I honestly, I would love that. I really want to do like an in-person adult gymnastics, at least a session or competition. Um, obviously with, with COVID that flew out the window. (laughs) Um, but I'm really, I, I do, I hope in the future that we can make an event. Um, I also know adult gymnastics camp runs, they run a camp for adults. Um, that's also something that has been kind of in my head too, just to, again, to, to bring together just like-minded people who love gymnastics, no matter what level you are. Mm-hmm. And, you know, even, yeah, just talking to other, well, I'm just doing that. I'm like, stop saying you're just doing that. Like there's no judgment here. I think like whatever you do here is amazing. You, you're, you're making progress. You're doing this and that, that is awesome. And it's, I know that's hard. I know it's hard at any age to not compare yourself to what someone else is doing. But if you're showing up, you're doing the work and, you know, you're making small steps towards like a goal you have or a skill that you want to learn or do again, that should still be celebrated. Yeah, exactly. And so I, I'm still trying to, I, I want that to, to be known to everybody that you should celebrate. You should be proud. Um, even if others think we're a little bit crazy, cause who cares? <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. And yeah, no, I, I love the idea of, of an adult competition and a camp someday, hopefully when things are a little more normal and we can see everybody in person and you can travel. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I think, Anybody who's listening, if you signed up for Just Flip, I mean, that think of it as a warm up for the Chelsea Memo Cup <laughs> in the future. I think that sounds awesome. <laughs> um, somebody else asked, um, I don't know if you're aware, but in NAIGC, there are some athletes that do like all of the men's and women's events. And somebody asked, would you ever consider trying the, the MAG events? I have been asked that a few times. <laughs> um, I, I'm not going to, I definitely am not going to just be like, Psh, no way. Um, Cause still the dream skill of mine to learn is a Kovacs on high bar. Oh, I've not gotten there yet. Um, Wait, what, is, what is that? Is that like two flips? Yeah. 
they do the flip over and catch the bar. Like that is like, that's been like my dream skill. It's like way up there for, I don't even know how many years. Has a woman ever done that on the high bar? I don't know if they've done it on the high bar. I think there's been a few that have tried it like on the actual bar. I just feel like the high bar would be better. It bounces a little bit different. Okay. Yeah. 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 And you're not worried about the low bar. I mean, I could do it on a single rail, but I just, the it bounces so much more and different than the girls bar. I oh, did so you have, want to learn it on the men's high I, bar. I want to learn it on the men's mm-hmm. high bar. It's like terrifying. And I'm, I don't know if I'll ever like work up the nerve to try it. Like one of my good friends, one of our old boy male gymnasts, he, gave me an old pair of his, his high bar grips. Um, and I had started just, oh gosh, that was eight years ago, just doing giants, just trying to work on a tap. And that was as far as it got was giants. Um, but that, yeah, that is like that one skill that I'm like, those just look so freaking cool. Cause high bar is one of my favorite events to watch, um, across the board, men's or women's like high bar is like, and now, like, what they're doing now, like, a double-twisting laid-out Kovacs? Like, are you kidding me? I can't even. Sometimes I can't even watch. I can't. I really can't watch high bar during the Olympic final. I'm, like, so, like, like the, I feel, like, the pressure all the way from, like, from where I am. <laughs> yeah. No, it's it's crazy. But, I mean, we used to play on P-bars, too, just doing the swings to handstand. Some of those skills, like the Heelys and the Diamondovs, those just look so cool. Um, like I said, I don't know if I would ever have the nerve to actually want to like try and learn them. Um, but it would just be fun. Rings. I am very proud that I can do a muscle up. Oh, wow. That wow. is, that was one of the things that I wanted to get. And I, I, I have now I've had that for, I think over a year, but, um, I wouldn't say no, I don't really want to do pommel horse. Cause that's just, <laughs> I know that looks like a risk killer right there. No, I can do circles <laughs> on the mushroom. So does that count? <laughs> That's awesome in itself. <laughs> um, are you working full routines now? And what do you think is, um, if things are going to be held as planned for the foreseeable future, like where do you see yourself competing and getting back like on the competition floor? Yes. Beam is beam is really where I've done like the closest to a full routine. Um, just not within like the one thirty time, but I've done full routines on beam. Just kind of taking the little rest stops here and there. Um, vault, obviously, vault is just vault, um, but just not anything on like super solid landing mat, um, but harder mats for sure. I've done. Bars, bars is still the farthest, um, just because taking so much time with that and just trying to work up the confidence and just be confident with my shoulders. Um, cause I like them. <laughs> <laughs> um, so just, just being super mindful about that. Um, floor is also farther away. Um, the ankle that, I mean, that was a huge factor. Cause I was felt like I was cruising and doing amazing. Um, and then it was like, Oh, just wait a minute. You got to cool it. <laughs> mm-hmm. So that was, that was like, that was a bigger setback obviously than I thought it was going to be. Um, 
I wanted to be able to be ready for at least a few events on winter cup. And that clearly didn't happen. Um, there is the first classics towards the end of April. Um, that still might be a little bit of a push, but you know, if I'm not going to be ready for those or even be able to go to a camp and there's no way they're just going to let me show up and be like, Hey, (laughs) I come to championships and be like, no, (laughs) like you were good once, but you know, um, I, even then, like that would be terrifying. Obviously that would be like terrifying for that to be like one of your first competitions back in a long time. Like you, you do kind of need to ease into it. Um, so I'm hoping something at the classic would be a possibility. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, we're just gonna, I just want to keep pushing and just kind of keep seeing, you know, what I can do and keep progressing and moving forward. Um, but yeah, it's, it's getting very much to crunch time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's March, but I mean, I think we're all super excited to, to see you. And I think you should take that as like, I don't think you should no pressure at all from like the, the Belgian masses community is just so excited by everything you're doing and you really inspire like all of us. So, um, thank you for, <laughs> thank you for thank doing you. it. <laughs> thank you. I, I, I'm doing it just because I love it and I enjoy it so much. And I I'm glad that I've been able to inspire people. It's for me, I've, I've fought so hard and long against social media, but like being able to share like this. Can I tell you something? Yeah. One second. What honey? Um, you were taking too long. I, I were just wrapping it up. <laughs> We're wrapping it up. Do you need a drink? <laughs> I'm so sorry. It's my fault. <laughs> no, it's okay. We. I was really almost done. Do you think you, are you going to stay here and be super quiet? No, you're going to go back. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, kiddo. <laughs> I tried. I had them like already. I got a movie. I had snacks and drinks. <laughs> They were like keeping, they were keeping an eye on the clock for us. <laughs> he, he was. It's so funny. It was like right at that time. Um, so <laughs> funny. Um, but no, to, to, to share like as much as I have on social media and just to, you know, to see the response. Um, it's, it's been fun, I guess. And it's been hard, but it's, it's been really cool to, you know, to interact with people or to, have someone reach out to me like that, that part to me has been like the most fulfilling to know that I've had a positive impact on somebody else or, or helped someone else maybe start a journey of their own. And that's like, for like I said, that, that is like the coolest thing to me. Like I'm getting chills like now to know that you can have that effect. Um, and I, I want to keep, keep doing that and keep help being part of, of a change and try to get, an adult gymnastics movement going and just, we're not even going cause it's been around, but just to get it more normalized to where people aren't like, well, why are you doing that? Like, again, why is it a thing? Like, and just looking at other things like CrossFit is huge and what they're doing is amazing, but it's, it's still, it's fitness and competition. Like, why is that that much different? Like, again, nobody bats an eye about doing something like that or the other sports. So I just want to help, normalize 
gymnastics at any age. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think someday we'll be able to just say we do gymnastics. I won't have to like preface it with, oh, I do adult gymnastics because it'll be, you know, a sport for everybody. But anyway, I'm cognizant of your time and I know your kids are waiting for you. So (laughs) I just say thank you so much, Chelsea, for joining me on Better Late and super excited um, for the meet coming up and just continuing to watch your own journey back in the gym. So thank Thank you. you. Thank you so much for having me. I I really appreciate it. I think this was an awesome conversation and I hope that we can, you know, continue it going forward and everybody who wants to can just flip. Absolutely. Thank you, Chelsea. You probably already know where to follow Chelsea on social, but they're linked in the show notes either way. Thanks for listening to this episode of Better Late and keep doing gymnastics.